0: to the podcast, Influence Through Voice. This is Cynthia, your voice coach. Superheroes. In this pandemic, doctors and nurses are our superheroes. But they have always been our superheroes, isn't it? When I witnessed the doctors and nurses running to the front line, exhausted, catching up on sleep during their short breaks, I was so touched. And I wonder, would I have the courage to be in the front line, if I were to be a doctor or a nurse? And the answer was, I am scared. Then I saw an interview with one of the nurses, she's in her early 20s, and she was crying as she said this, yes, I am scared. But when I'm in the protective suit, I have the responsibility. It is not that we are not scared, but our responsibilities will take the lead. All the comic superheroes we know of also had fears, and it was the responsibility that pushed them forward. Today, let's salute to the real-life superheroes, our frontline doctors and nurses, who are fighting for people's lives. Let's do our part by staying home and staying healthy. We are all superheroes in one way or another. That's what today's episode is about. You will hear an interview I did on The Hero Show, where I talked about how I felt about being a reluctant hero. Let's go.
1: Heroes are an inspiring group of people. Every one of them from the larger than life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen to the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do. Every hero has a story to tell. The doctor saving lives at your local hospital, the war veteran down the street who risked his lives for our freedom, The police officers and firefighters who risk their safety to ensure ours. Every hero is special and every story worth telling, but there is one class of heroes that I think is often ignored. The entrepreneur, the creator, the producer, the ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves, you know what, I can fix that, I can help people, and I can make a difference. Then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service. Some go on to change the world, others make a world of difference to their customers. Welcome to The Hero Show. Join us as we pull back the masks of the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers, their success, and their influence. So you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host Richard Matthews and we are on in three, two, one. Okay, Hello and welcome back to the Hero Show. Richard
2: Matthews here. I am a out at the beach again with my my family we're uh, we're working here and i am on the line with cynthia Jai. cynthia are you there yes awesome glad I've to returned. have you on the show cynthia um really good to have you here Let me do a quick introduction so our guests know who you are, and then we'll get right into it. So Cynthia is a voice coach, a speaker, and an author. Uh, Voice coach is really interesting. We've never had a voice coach on the show before. Um, And you've helped business professionals and professional speakers from 46 countries across five continents with their voice to speak with impact and conviction um, and engage and inspire people to embrace change and take action. Um, You've been a professional speaker and coach for 17 years. Um, and you've been in four continents and in, um, in countries like the U.S., Finland, Netherlands, Argentina, Singapore, Malaysia, Hong Kong. I can't even pronounce this one. Macau, mainland China. Yes. India. That's right. Brunei, Vietnam, the Philippines. You've been on the U.S.A. Discover Your Talent show, Singapore radio program. You've been on Hong Kong radio, Malaysia business radio. You've been all over the place, and you speak um, mostly about the subject of voice. Is that correct?
3: Yes, that's right.
2: Awesome. So. Um, generally, we like to start the show talking about what it is that you're known for now, right? What is it, in your words, what, why do people come to you, Cynthia, and hire you? What are they looking for help with?
3: Okay. So, I am known for helping them develop a powerful voice so that whenever and wherever they speak, they will be heard and they will be seen as the expert.
2: So, how, does, how, do, you, how do you do that? How do you help someone work with their voice?
3: Mm. Yes. So I get a lot of questions whenever I say that I'm a voice coach. They often ask me, oh, is, is it for singing? So it's not for singing, it's for speaking. And uh, so how do I help them? Is that we are going to develop their body because uh, we're developing the physical voice. Most people would think that, oh, it's just to work on your tone, the tone of the voice. But it's much, much more than that. It is to develop the physical voice the voice itself uh to be more powerful and what we do is to do that. uh yes you can do that and uh one question people always ask is oh can we change the voice that we were born with and the answer is yes so if the voice that they have was soft or high pitched or some of my clients they lack gravitas so we develop the voice uh, on a physical level to help them make the voice stronger and uh, the pitch deeper or developing the gravitas.
2: So who does that really like help? What kind of people are reaching out that are thinking I need help with my voice? Is that like, you know, mm-hmm. people like me who are doing podcasts or speakers or maybe the CEOs? What kind of people reach out to you? I'm just I'm curious how that uh, sort of yes. plays out. So. In your question, you
3: included a few groups of people. (laughs) Uh, One is that they are the C-Suite. So they want to project a more authoritative voice. And they came to me. And the other groups are, uh, they are some podcasters. Uh, They are also people, YouTubers. And uh, but the majority, they are business professionals who need to do presentations on a regular basis. Or even when they're speaking over the phone, speak uh, in meetings, and they find that their voice is not protecting the power, so then they reach out to me.
2: That's awesome. So when you, um, you help these people to change their voice, to improve their voice, does that generally, do they see a, uh, a, like a benefit in like, you know, the amount of dollars that they earn or how they close sales or things like that? Does it actually improve their business?
3: Uh, that's one one part one group of this, uh, the students that I help with. Um, the, the majority, they are also speaking conferences. And uh, but when they speak, after they finish speaking, there's no response. Or even in meetings, when they speak, they notice that how come that the other people, whatever I have just said, they have no response. And but then they realize someone else has a more powerful voice and the other person spoke something sometimes even spoke the same things As they did, but the other person got a very good response and also got got buy in, but not my students before they worked on their voice. So then they realize, oh, I need to work on my voice.
2: So, do you also teach them how to do things like how to change and vary their tone and pitch through this, through their their speech? So they learn how to like engage the audience. Do you teach them those kind of skills as well? Uh,
3: so the purpose is to engage the audience. Uh, but what, what I teach them is uh, about the feeling. So how they feel, what they say, the different emotions, uh, because they have tried before they came to me. They had tried. To vary their tones and then they realize that it doesn't feel very natural and also they feel weird at times. So instead, so we work on the other way around, we work on the inside out. So when you have the right emotion that you feel, the voice, the variation in your voice will follow.
2: That's awesome. So what I want to find out from you is your origin story, right? We talk about Mm -hmm. this with all of our all of our guests. That every hero has an origin story. This is where you sort of started to realize that you were different. That maybe you could help people. How did you? How did this journey start for you? How did you get into the business of helping people with their voice?
3: Okay. So, for me, uh, I had voice training in before uh, I was uh, singing, performing in schools from primary school all the way to high school, and uh, but. Even I had voice training, uh, I never thought about this could become a career. And uh, it was only until that in my early career, I was not heard and uh, I was also not assertive. So I was looking for all kinds of ways to improve myself, to be more assertive, to be heard. And uh, I have uh, I, I did attend a lot of different trainings. And uh, I did improve my voice even more. But still, I, I wasn't aware that this can become a career until that I was in my last job. I was doing training on leadership and communication. So that's where people started to ask me, oh, how do we improve the voice? So I realized, oh, OK, that this, can, this is something that people are looking for. And uh, I had the training on this area. So that's where that I started to uh, ponder the idea of doing my own business, and uh, two years later that I started my own business, so that was about ten years ago
2: That's really cool so you you had all, you had all this voice training for yourself, and then you you started, people started asking you about it, and it was just sort of a natural transition into running your own business that way um, yes have also, have you found yeah and
3: no. Yeah, I, I think that the key is that at the time I, I wasn't aware, but there was a market need. I think not only that we are good at something, but also the thing that we're good at. It's important that there's a market need for that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's always, um, I always thought, like to think that, uh, you know, you're when you're starting a business, you're looking for a group of people who have a problem that you mm-hmm. can have a solution for. Right, Um, Mm -hmm. so if they have a problem, um, you know, there's a market need, right? Then you can come in and help them solve that problem. So next question is sort of, it's about your superpower, right? So what would you say your superpower is when you come in and you're actually working with these people? What's the thing that you really help them accomplish? Um, I think
3: my superpower is to to be able to, one is to turn the process, a seemingly complex uh, process into a very simple and actionable process. And uh, so because of that, that when my students or my clients came to me, if they follow the simple process, they will be able to see the change in their own voices. So that's one, and then two is that From that simple process, if they are, I can help them, I support them to make the transformation in their voices. So that's what I see as my superpower.
2: So I'm curious, the the process that you go through with helping someone with their voice, does that process change at all if you're helping someone who's speaking a different language, right? So I I assume you said you're from China, Um, Mm. if someone's speaking or speaking uh, speaking English or speaking um, you know you I said you have clients from uh, the Philippines so they speak like Tagalog over there does the process change at all or is it the same process regardless of the language
3: Uh, it's the same process regardless of the language because I have clients they speak all kinds of first languages and uh, half of them their first language is not English but they go through the same process because the body voice is very physical when we work on the voice we are working on the body so from that point of view the process is the same and also that the voice the, the way our voices are being produced is also the same it doesn't matter what language you are speaking
2: so um, does the, the skill also transfer? If you learn to improve your voice in one language and you speak a second language, does it improve both languages or do you have to practice the same skills in both languages?
3: Oh, it will improve the same languages. You will notice that, for example, if you are speaking English, not only that the voice when you're speaking English is improved, but also that the voice when you're speaking Spanish is also improved.
2: That's cool. So it's like, it's a transferable skill that'll transfer to any language that you speak. Yes. That's really cool. Um, So the other side of the superpowers is the fatal flaw, right? Every superhero has their Mm -hmm. fatal flaws. Superman has his kryptonite. Batman's not really a superhero. If you had to say what your fatal flaw is, what would you say has sort of held your business back? And how have you helped combat that over the years for people who might suffer from something similar?
3: Um, So I think this is something that even today, um, it still has some degree of impact on me. I'm still working on this. So it's my fear of having conflict with other people. And uh, so that was actually when I was just starting my career, that was the unconscious fear uh, that actually made me uh, not assertive in the beginning so because of the fear of conflict so i was avoiding all kinds of conflict but little did i know that conflict is actually a good thing that help us realize what the problems are sometimes so over the years i've worked on that and uh because when you are afraid of conflict it is really being reflected in every area of your life so from for example, when I started my business, from the way that I set boundaries, and I didn't even have boundaries in the beginning and uh, I remember I asked my one of my mentors I said, "Why did we need to set boundaries Aren't we are s- supposed to uh, be nice to to people <laughs> and uh, so, I think that's something that I've worked on and I've suffered from uh, from for years and in the past, I didn't think that it was a suffering until that we, I went on this journey of entrepreneurship. So I always share with other people, I said, if you want to really stretch yourself to, to the fullest, become, a, become an entrepreneur. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's, so true. that's, yeah, because if it's not for entrepreneurship, I probably wouldn't be this fast to realize that I need to set my boundaries and uh so i think that's something that that was holding me back and uh once i started to set yes yeah so the fear
2: the fear of conflict is uh is is very it's very common and all and it's also it's like a hidden fear not a lot of people realize that that's what they're doing right so they'll, they'll they they are are holding themselves back you know like for a lot of like I, I tell people one of the things I used to suffer from was like severe perfectionism but that's really mm-hmm. obvious you know what you're doing right you're like I'm trying yeah. to get this thing to be perfect and you're like and I can see that I'm wasting time on this stuff so it's a very visible like thing that's holding you back that fear of yes. conflict is kind of it's like hard to see right so you don't always yeah. know that it's there um, so how did how did yes. you sort of start to realize that, that it was a problem
3: yeah so one was because that I had a at least about three incidences that I was not assertive uh, even when I was working for a company. So that's where I started to realize, oh, I need to work on being assertive. But from different workshops that I attended, and uh, one of them, I think, not sure if you you or the listeners heard of it, is Enneagram. So Enneagram is a... Uh, Enneagram is a very complex, complete, uh, holistic personality profiling system, but it's much, okay. much more than that. So from there, that uh, in Enneagram we dis- we kind of discuss the blind spots for every type. So once I identified my type, so I started to dig deeper and realize that what actually drives all those behaviors that I had. Was the fear of conflict? So that's where I discovered that, and uh, from there, yeah. from there that I discovered this blind spot, and then I started to realize, oh, this blind spot is actually playing out in every area of my life.
2: Yeah, that so, makes a lot of yeah. sense. So you you actually went through some testing and were able to mm-hmm. see that um, and see how it's actually um, affecting all the things that you're doing.
3: It's, uh, it's actually not by testing, which actually I also don't recommend do the test, because sometimes when you do the test, it can be very subjective. And uh, in the, what's actually even better is to uh, observe your own behaviors. That's also actually what we learn in Enneagram is about observation, to so have very strong self-awareness. So when you started to aware all your behaviors and uh, also what drives all your behaviors, that's where you will start to notice how your blind spot is playing out.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So you're actually, you're observing it and seeing where what's going on. Yes. So the next question is your common enemy, right? So this is um, more about your, your clients, right? So if you could, Um, When a client hires you and, uh, you know, they always like, I I know at least in my business, you always see the same things that your clients struggle with. So if you could like wave a magic wand and remove something, you know, a mindset or something that's holding them back that you could just automatically remove as soon as a client hired you, what would that thing be that would help them really take their, their skills to the next level?
3: (laughs) I wish that could be how easy that would be. (laughs)
2: Um, yeah if we could just wave a wand right
3: uh, yeah so I think there are deeper level fears um, that are holding my clients back so one of course is the fear of being visible so when they are fearful of being visible then of course that when is there when in the meetings that they have the opportunity to speak up they probably wouldn't because they are fear of being visible And this is also something that's not on the conscious level. So they have to observe their behaviors, observe themselves in different situations to realize that. So if I can help them, wave a magic wand, and help them to remove this fear, then they can achieve much more. And uh, the other thing is about the fear of judgment. So a lot of my clients, when they have the fear of judgment then they are also not able to uh, speak not only just speak with a powerful voice but also speak their mind so i think that's the two biggest fears that uh, my yeah. clients have if i can help them remove that then they are g- going to become unstoppable
2: so i've heard i've heard the fear of judgment before but i've never heard the fear of being visible before Right where so people and and maybe it's just because I've not run into anyone with that fear, maybe I just haven't realized it because they're being invisible. Uh, what, yeah. Where do you think that comes from, where people are afraid to be visible in a group
3: they are uh, There are many different reasons. Uh, one of them is this has come from my students. Uh, one of them is that the fear mm-hmm. of uh, is that they don't believe that they they are valuable. So they came from their their childhood, their experiences. so they don't believe that they are valuable. They don't believe that they what they say is valuable or in a different situation, different family, it could be that they don't matter. Uh, what they say doesn't matter so also, yeah, so. At the, so at it's, the core, it's
2: like childhood experiences yes. coming forward, where they're not—they're not sort of—they um, don't value their their visibility, right? Their 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 voice or their opinion, so they're afraid of it.
3: Yeah, and uh, at the core is I don't matter. So that's uh, what's holding them back.
2: So when you get in and you're actually helping and coaching them on their voice the voice is like the outward manifestation, but you're actually helping them with some of their internal things as well, right? Like figuring out the fears that are holding them back and everything. So they can actually improve their voice.
3: Yeah, that's right.
2: That's cool. So I'll talk a little bit about your driving force, right? So, um, if the common enemy is the thing that you're fighting against, the driving force is the thing that you're fighting for, right? It's your mission, Mm -hmm. right? Like Spider-Man fights to save New York or Google fights to categorize all the world's information in search. What is your mission? If you could go out and accomplish it, what what would you say that is?
3: Um, My mission is that everyone, everyone has a powerful voice. This voice is both physical and uh, metaphorical. So everyone has a powerful voice. And uh, my mission is to help them get that powerful voice out of them to be heard.
2: Absolutely. And do you, how do you think that would impact the world if if everyone had a voice that they spoke out? How do you think things would change? What do you think would be different?
3: Oh, it, would, it would be very different because, for example, one client of mine, she helps um, all kinds of children, uh, especially that, the, for example, autism children and children with learning disabilities, And uh, so she was, in the beginning, she was just helping her son. And gradually that she was invited by different schools to, because there are also those children in different schools. As we discussed, and I realized that I said, this is actually your mission. Your mission is to help those children. Because you see, in a way, I say that you are sent to this life to do this, because you are being given a child in the beginning has learning disabilities. And from your own experience, you can help more people. And also from there that you actually, you should start to challenge the school educational system because from her sharing that I realized that our school educational system saw those children as learning disabled, but they're actually not learning disabled. They are just different. The way they learn are different but they can be so successful. For example, Richard Branson, he has the traditionally seen, uh, traditionally thought that uh, this kind of learning disability, he couldn't read, and, uh, but you look at him, he is so successful. I said that our educational system need to redefine what is learning disability. Those children, they're not this learning challenge at all. They are just different and uh, but they can be very successful so instead of just helping for small circle so we actually uh, help her one just not only just have an idea that's much much higher on a much much higher level but also that if she can keep doing this and keep doing his mission her mission she would have the potential to change on a much bigger level, so I I feel very fulfilled to help people not only just having their voice heard, but also to, in a way, change on a bigger level, change almost change um, the traditional certain system. Yes.
2: Yeah. Change the world. So I i I call that uh the ripple effect right where yes, where you yes. yeah you help change someone and give them a voice, and then they go in and help you know tens or hundreds or thousands of other people, right so yes. your work has has a far reaching impact.
3: yes, I remember now that I wrote a blog article uh, which is talking
2: about this ripple effect, yeah, cool, so. Uh, change gears a little bit, and I want to talk about your tool belt, right? So we talk about the heroes. They all have their tools, right? Thor has his magical hammer, and, you know, Batman's got the little belt he's got on tools. What are some of the tools that you use in your business to help you do what you do? Maybe it's tools that you use for the voice, or maybe it's tools you use to manage your clients. What are some of the tools that you use to make your business as a voice coach successful?
3: Um. So one thing is, of course, the voice toolbox. Uh, The other one is, uh, just now we just mentioned, which is uh, Enneagram. So Enneagram is another passion of mine which helped me in so many ways, and which is also a tool that I use when I interact with my clients, when I help them. So because of that, I also developed a system, uh, the voice patterns for different Enneagram types. And uh, I believe that I'm probably the first and the only one who is doing that in the world. So that's another uh, toolbox. Yeah, cool. <laughs>
2: yeah. So can you, uh, can you spell anagram for me so we can make sure we get it in sure. your show notes?
3: So it's, uh, it's E-N-N-E-A, ania means nine in Greek, and then gram, uh, G-R-A-M, which is graph. So the word comes from uh, the Greek, the Greek language, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Cool, Enneagram. so um,
2: the Enneagram, and that helps, that's, you use that to help people like figure out where they're at from observation and then you're, you're building your own set of voice tools to help people in each of those categories.
3: Yes, and also to help me uh, find out what's the best way to help this client, because everyone is different.
2: Yeah. So you mentioned, you mentioned right before you started to talk about the Enneagram that you have a voice toolbox. What's a voice toolbox?
3: Yes. Um, voice toolbox is the process, the system that I have developed. And uh, in that, for example, when we talk about voice, we talk about breathing. And for breathing itself, I have developed so many different breathing way, exercises and different levels of breathing. And uh, so that's uh, in the voice toolbox, the breathing. And then we also have projection. So in projection, I also developed the different steps to develop the projection. And uh, the other one is resonance. So I also have different uh, exercises, different steps for resonance
2: so curious question on that how is it do you think that some people have a naturally good voice and some people have to work on it is that is that like an inborn talent for some people or do you think the people that are some of the best speakers really have practiced it and worked on it
3: uh yes so every, i would agree with your <laughs> your question in the later part which is that everyone has worked on that because by default, you're supposed to have a voice that's not good (laughs) because so this may make people, many people feel at ease, uh, feel relaxed. So by default that your voice should not be good because that uh, the voice is very susceptible to the body. And anything that changes in the body, anything that makes you feel tense in the body will affect your voice. For example that we all have stress and when we are living in this modern world we have stress so stress is manifested in your body as tension as pain for example people have back pain neck pain all pain it's uh, because of the stress so if you have stress then you are not going to have the best voice if you have never trained on that So that's why that everyone and every speaker leader who has a good voice, you didn't know that they have worked on that.
2: So, so like, naturally, we don't have great voices. So people that do have great voices have worked on it, whether they know it or not.
3: Yes, yes, that's right. Some, some of my uh, students, they say, oh, my husband has a good voice, but little did they know that their husband unconsciously, for example, they are very good at sport and in some way that they train that.
2: Yeah, because they train you to do breathing and they train you to do um, all sorts of things that would affect your voice. And yes. so I would, I would imagine that, that fitness has an impact on your voice as well, right? If you're, if you're strong and fit, you would have a, a better voice than if you're not strong and fit.
3: Um, that's, uh, one of the things, the other one is, uh, or what's more important is about whether you are relaxed. So if you are relaxed in general, um, more relaxed than other people, then that you will also have the potential to have a very good voice.
2: Yeah. I've noticed that in my own, uh, my own yes. speaking career that if you can uh, particularly on stage right a lot of people are very tense when they get on stage and for me learning how to get in front of a group of people and learn how to relax when you're in front of a whole group of people has been one of the things that was key to having me become a better speaker Mm. yes and yeah you know you always hear those those strange exercises like you know imagine the audience in their underwear or whatever right those are all Relaxation techniques. Um, so, you're saying when someone learns to relax, they have a much better potential for a good voice.
3: Yes, because we mentioned that the voice is very susceptible to the body. So, any tension in the body will affect your voice because voice is vibration. The vibration is affected when there's tension.
2: Absolutely. So, that's yeah, why the more tension, that's why it's going gonna, gonna to add higher pitches and stuff like that.
3: Yes. Yes. So that's why you see that yeah. people in, in New York, people in these um, Bloomberg TV channels, especially financial TV channels, their voice is, I, just, I don't want to watch those TV programs at all. I don't want to watch those channels because you hear their voice is so sharp. And so the technical term is so thin which is a voice that has no dimension and uh, is very irritating to the ear because that in those cities, in the big cities, in those uh, industries, stress is common.
2: So that's that's interesting, right? Because you just mentioned something that we hadn't talked about yet. And that is that it's, you said it's irritating to hear Which means when you improve your voice, you're not just improving your voice, you're improving the reception of your message, right? So the people on the other side who are listening to you will, if you work on your voice, they will understand or interact or engage with your message at a higher level or a higher degree.
3: Yes, yeah, definitely.
2: That's really powerful stuff.
3: (laughs) Yeah, because when we are speaking, we are not aware, but we are sending out vibration. So when your voice is in a very high pitch, very um, sharp kind of area in the entire voice range, then it is not going to send out pleasant vibration that makes people feel relaxed.
2: Yeah. And I assume like, so that impacts a lot of things, right? So if you're doing sales or if you're doing leadership where you have to get people to buy into your vision, right? If, if you are not, the other person is not getting, having those relaxed feelings or having the positive interaction with your voice, you're not going to get the result you want, right? You're not going to close the sale. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get your team to buy in. You're not going to get the, uh, you know, the motivational speech. You're not going to have your audience be motivated. Um, so your voice has a, has a, a big impact on a lot of those things
3: yes and uh, people may may shut down unconsciously sometimes just because of the the tone the pitch of your voice they shut down and then they are resisting whatever you are selling if you are a salesperson
2: yeah so <laughs> so people don't realize that this might be one of the things that's holding them back, right? Their voice may be holding them back and they could reach out a, and learn a little bit about how to get their voice to not hold them back anymore.
3: That's Yes, cool. that's right. Um, yeah. The Hero Show will be right back.
1: Are you tired of trying to write webinars that don't consistently convert? How would you like to have a webinar that effortlessly created sales in your online business? You can. Introducing the Webinar Alchemy Workshop. Webinar Alchemy Workshop is an online masterclass that will help you write incredibly persuasive webinars for your online courses quickly and easily. Using what you learn in this class, you can build a webinar that educates your entire audience while still creating sales. For a limited time, you can purchase this masterclass for only $7, and you'll get the exact framework I've personally used to help my clients sell more than a million dollars worth of online coaching and training just over the last year. Simply text the word ALCHEMY, A-L-C-H-E-M-Y, to 444-999, and I'll send you all the details. The music is by like Purple Planet music. Visit www.purple-planet.com. And now, back to the show.
2: So I want to talk a little bit about your own personal heroes, right? So, Frodo mm-hmm. uh, had Gandalf, Luke had Obi-Wan, Robert Kiyosaki had his rich dad. Who are some of your heroes? Were they uh, real-life mentors? Were they uh, speakers or authors yourself? Or were maybe they peers that were just a few years ahead of you? And how important were they to what you've accomplished in your business so far?
3: Um, the first person is Louise Hay. Louise Hay, though I have never met her but she is my uh, one of my heroes Um, and also if you listen to her voice now though she passed away about two years ago but you can listen to her uh, from her teaching, Um, if you listen to her voice you feel very relaxed because she has worked on herself in so many ways and uh, she's the pioneer for self-improvement. So if you listen to her voice, you'll never feel resistance. you never feel that it's not comfortable. So she is a good example of that your voice can uh, a person's voice can make you feel very relaxed, very receptive. And uh, the reason that she is uh, here to me because that, she has gone through so much in her life, but she came out um, so strong, so powerful. And uh, also the other thing that she influenced me was that our body is reflecting everything about us. So when we have pain in certain area, it is a manifestation of some mental blocks. So her work um, has been a big influence on my work. And also just by hearing her stories, even when she gets into her 80s and uh, the way she is treating life is also a good example for me. So I always think about her, think about how she is treating these challenges in her life as an inspiration for me.
2: Yeah, that's really cool. What, um, can you say her name one more time, and we'll we'll see if we can uh, link to some of this stuff in show notes.
3: Louise Hay, L O U I S E H A Y.
2: Awesome. Does she have like um, anything up on YouTube or a book or anything that uh, that you followed?
3: Uh, so I I I follow Hay House. Hay House is a publishing house that she established when she was in her sixties. So you see that it's never too late. Uh, Some people in their 40s 40s already think, oh, I'm too old, I cannot do this. That's BS because (laughs) Louise started her publishing house at the age of 60. So uh, she has the Hay House, which is run by other people and uh, it is very big on personal development and even spiritual development. So that's uh, what I follow. Cool. You'll That's find, good. for example, uh, you, you might have heard of Wayne Dyer. Uh, Wayne Dyer is a publishing mm-hmm. house um, teacher. So publishing, uh, the Hay House, they have a lot of uh, very established teachers.
2: Cool. And so you you followed her and she was one of your, your heroes for just sort of being a good in, in, example and just showing you how some of this stuff can really impact your business. Um, yes. So what I want to do next is sort of, you know, bring it home for our listeners and talk about your guiding principles, right? So top one or two things that you do every day in your business that you think contribute to your success. Um, and, you know, maybe those are habits or they're they're things that you do on a regular basis or they're just mindsets you have. What do you think some of um, a couple, of, you know, one or two of those guiding principles are that have really helped you succeed? Um,
3: one is that, Integrity, uh, integrity. So I think in many ways that probably my dad is also a hero for me, even though that she, she, he is still very short-tempered. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he has, through his behaviors, through everything that he has done has left a strong impact on me. The first one is integrity. So my dad is very known in his in his organization for his integrity. So I think integrity is that listen uh, is always listening to what is true, what is true to me, what is true to other people, and also that um, to do things that's aligned with me, that's aligned with my values, my beliefs. So. Yeah, that's uh, the first guiding principle, integrity.
2: Yeah, so I, I, I always liked uh, my, my definition for integrity was that if you leaned on it, it wouldn't move, right? Because it, it was reliable, right? Something that, yes. that you knew it had integrity. Um, and I like that, you know, when you're, when, when you're doing things that are in alignment with your values, um, you, you're reliable, right? You, you're someone that uh, you can trust. Right, and it's 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 interesting because like you know even in um, our, our world you have people who disagree on values and whatnot but you know someone who is in alignment with their values even if you disagree with them, you know you can trust them right because yeah. they have integrity um, yes. and um, yeah so it's it's a it's a powerful powerful thing for or just for business in general for having people that you know working with people that have integrity and understanding um you know how we move forward with that kind of stuff
3: yeah and uh the second principle is um, always always developing myself so there's a difference between always developing myself and always improving myself so improving is that you see that you're not good at something or you're not good enough But I'm always developing myself because I feel that we all have so much untapped potential. And if we can tap into that, we can do even more good to other people, even more good to the world. So I am always uh, developing myself in different areas. And uh, every year that I develop I invest in myself in so many areas so that I can develop even more potential. So that's another principle that's guiding me.
2: So when you say like there's a difference between improvement and development, you're saying that improvement is like I have something that's not good here and I'm going to make it better. Um, When you're saying development, you're talking about maybe looking for, um, for things that you're, you're already good at and you're sharpening the blade, so to speak, like honing the blade and making yourself even better than you were before?
3: Um, it's a little bit different. So developing is that I always believe that I have potential, that there are areas that seemingly that I may not be good at at this moment, but I believe that I have potential in that area. So that's why that I am developing it. So you see the perspective is different and uh, it could also be something that I'm I'm already good at and I am developing it even better. There are also areas that maybe seemingly I'm not good at it at the moment, but I believe that I can become better at it.
2: Yeah, so you're looking at ways ways to uh, things that are, it's like it's a positive outlook on improvement, right? Where you're saying, hey, that's not something that I'm Necessarily bad at, but you're think, thinking like future tense. Like these are areas that I could be excellent at if I put a little bit of effort into.
3: Yeah, and uh, what drives me into this development is I always believe that we are like flowers, or life is like flowers. That the flowers, they are supposed to be blossom, so it's not supposed to be just stay stay where you are. But we are developing different ways to make ourselves, make other people blossom
2: yeah and maybe uh maybe you're you're like the the mental picture i got was that you're you're like a a rose bush or a bush that has a lot of flowers and you're finding new ways to get new flowers to sort of blossom on the bush (laughs) yeah okay that's a good (laughs) metaphor (laughs) yeah that's cool So last thing I do on the show is something I do with every guest. I call it the hero challenge. Hero challenge is pretty simple and it's basically this. Do you have someone in your network that you think has a good entrepreneurial story that they should come on the hero show and share their story? Who are they? And why do you think they should come on the show? First names are fine. Um, We can meet up later Mm -hmm. for details. Um, So who do you think would be a good fit for the show? And why do you think they should come on and share their story?
3: Yeah, so I think, uh the first one comes to my mind is one of my mentors so um she has also uh yeah she has a lot of things to overcome and uh she was able to not only just overcome them but also to create another success so she had uh lost she had lost everything in the past and then she was able to rebuild them so i think just now i I man- forgot to mention that she is another kind of a superhero for me. She's a few steps ahead of me, but she has so much to offer and uh, so much that I still can learn from. So I think she will be a very good fit for the show.
2: Awesome. And what's her uh, her first name?
3: Uh, so Shamika. Uh, S-H-A-M-E-C-A.
2: Shamika. Cool. So we'll send send something out to Shamika to to see if we can get her on the show. Um, So last but not least is, you know, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people find you, right? Mm -hmm. If someone is looking to improve their voice for any of the things we've talked about today, where can they find you and who is the ideal person to reach out and look for help from you?
3: Mm, Okay. So they can find me in about three different places. One is that um, they can find me on YouTube. So I have a big following on YouTube. Right now it's about 23,000 plus subscribers. Um, I also have about 200 videos on YouTube where I talk about some voice problems and also some voice tips. So they can just go to YouTube and search Cynthia, voice coach. Then they will be able to find me Uh, The other one is that they can look at some of the work that I've done with my clients and what have changed in their lives. So it's a page that on my website, which is uh, PowerfulExecutiveVoice.com forward slash work with Cynthia. It's PowerfulExecutiveVoice.com forward slash work with Cynthia. There they will be able to find, listen to some of the Uh, interviews I did with my clients to see that uh, what voice can do for you and uh, how much can you change not only in your voice but also in your life. Uh, The third way is uh, the third resource that I'll share with them is that uh, a three-part free video lessons that I did uh, in there they will learn that the step-by-step process to change their voice to work on their voice and also some paradigm shifts that i mentioned i talked to teach and uh, taught in that three part 3 video lessons so that link is bit.ly beachley forward slash voice crash course
2: awesome so it's a um executive voice so what, what was the website again? Powerful, powerful executive voice yeah
3: forward slash
2: work with Cynthia forward slash work with Cynthia and then you have the bit.ly voice crash course um for those things and you have a youtube channel and you said just look up uh um Cynthia voice coach and they'll be able to find you cool that's that's really awesome that you have so much free material available for people um so the last part of that question is who's the who's the kind of the right kind of person to reach out someone wants to reach out Mm. and actually work with you what kind of person should reach out to you
3: yeah, so if they, the first group is if they speak in conferences and then they're not making the impact that they want in their audience. Two is if they do a lot of presentations uh, or they speak in meetings, they have a lot of meetings that they need to attend and they need to speak over the phone with their colleagues around the world. So those kind of people and uh, then they realize that that a voice is not powerful enough, it's not making any impact, it's not grabbing other people's attention, then they can uh, consider working with me.
2: Awesome, right? So again, thank you so much for being on the show, Cynthia. If you're listening to this and you use your voice in your business, right, to make an impact, definitely take the time to reach out to Cynthia. Obviously, she knows what she's talking about in this space. Um, You know, I would uh, I would probably I'm actually probably going to check out the voice grass porch here here in a little while. Um, But we'll make sure we get all those links in the show notes for you. Check out Cynthia um, and reach out to her um, and see about improving your voice and make an impact on the world. Um, Cynthia, thank you for, for coming on the show today. Sure. Thank you for having me.